Hey, everyone. Welcome to On the Level Leadership. And this week, I really wanted to sort of tackle the concept of how we show up as leaders. Specifically, if you are a high-level leader, highly positional leader within your organization, or you're a high-level executive, you may actually find it difficult to get authentic feedback from your colleagues and more specifically from your direct reports. In fact, we all know this, the higher you are, the less real the talk is because people want to please you rather than give you the goods on how you're leading and presenting yourself. So this week, I really wanted to take on the notion of a 360 degree assessment tool and whether or not you should consider getting one if you are a leader yourself. Hey, my name is Tammy, and for those of you who don't know me, I am a leadership and personal growth coach, and I'm really passionate about helping people grow, specifically as leaders, but also in your life, your career, and within your organization. Really do appreciate you being here, whether you're watching here on YouTube or whether you are listening to this on my podcast. So has anybody recommended to you that maybe you should consider getting a 360 assessment, and you're like, mm, you know what, like, I'm a pretty good leader, like, why would I need that? Well, today I'm going to share four reasons why I really think that you should consider considering getting a 360 degree assessment done for yourself and also for any leaders that are within your team or in your organization. So there are several positive reasons why you would consider getting a 360 degree assessment. In fact, any feedback that a leader gets is great feedback, whether you perceive it as being good or bad, it doesn't matter because either way, if you're getting feedback, it's helping you grow as a leader in your organization and possibly helping you to perform better as a leader, but more importantly, to help your organization, your team perform better. Uh, generally, that's how that works. The better a leader you are, the stronger you are in terms of leadership competencies, the more behaviors you demonstrate. Um, the more engagement you get in your staff, the more performance you will get and your outcomes and metrics will be improved vastly if you have great leadership principles that you follow and aspire to. So the first of the reasons I really wanted to explore today was the fact that having a 360 degree assessment uh, provides a safe space for your invitees to participate in providing feedback on your behaviors. Now, to be clear, 360 degree assessments, if they're done properly, are based on behaviors. They're not based on the quality of leadership. Uh, they're based on the quantity of leadership practices or behaviors that you demonstrate on a regular basis. Your observers or your raters will be asked specifically on how often or how frequently you express or demonstrate a certain behavior. Depending on the assessment tool, those behaviors may be a little bit different. But for the most part, we're looking at how well do you engage your staff? How do you keep your cool or calm and collectiveness? Do you have the ability to inspire your team or to inspire a shared vision? Do you enable people to act? Those kinds of things. So it's really looking at a full picture of your leadership behavior. So just to put some context around a 360 assessment, there are 180s, there's direct one-on-one -on -one feedback from your manager, but 360s are all about looking at your entire surrounding, your entire circle of people that you are in close contact with on a regular basis. So your direct reports, your colleagues, your manager for sure is a part of that. You rate yourself in that process. In addition, you also can invite other people or other observers that can participate, sort of uh, former managers, former colleagues, 
uh, partner in the softball team, coaching club, whatever. Like you can have other people invited to these to provide feedback on how you personally show up as a leader. We all know that the higher your position is in an organization, the more perceived power you have, uh, the more that power dynamic exists, the more influence you have, uh, the less honest feedback you're going to get from people in your surroundings. Because typically, the more powerful you are, the more famous. We see this with famous actors all the time in Hollywood, where people just tell them what they want to hear. They actually don't give them the goods on what is actually happening. And that's how people get in trouble. We get in trouble as leaders when we don't get that authentic feedback because then our blind spots become weaknesses and, uh, and just continue to perpetrate problems within the organization. So people want to please you rather than give you that authentic feedback. So having a 360 degree space where the assessment is anonymous, where people are not identified, and obviously the more people you invite to this, the better because, you know, if you only have one person, you're going to know what that person says about you. <laughs> so you want to have 10 and 12 and 15 raters, if possible, from various groups to participate in this so that there's anonymity in how they're reacting and responding and can provide that feedback that you're looking for. Again, you know, your direct reports may think that providing some kind of feedback, especially if they think you might know who's providing the feedback can really um, be career limiting. And so, you know, if you want the goods on how you're presenting, anonymity in this assessment is key, which is what most 360s are all about. And having a pretty comprehensive question and answer rating system also helps. While your direct reports may still not trust the process, especially if the environment's really toxic or considered unsafe for sharing information, it can still provide valuable insight to the leader and I would still encourage it. The second reason why uh, a 360 degree assessment is a good idea is that it increases the self-awareness of the leader and can really uncover their blind spots. We all have them. We all do and behave in ways that are subconscious or even unconscious that we're not even aware of. You know, maybe the tone we're using or the frequency of something that we're doing is not enough or too much. Well, those blind spots they're called blind spots for a reason because we don't know they're there. So doing a 360 degree assessment is a great way. It's a safer space for those blind spots to be exposed. Now, when someone goes through with this assessment, then the coach or consultant who's actually rating and doing the analysis and providing the feedback or debrief session with that leader will note in a very objective way what the results were and how what the results are showing in terms of patterns. The idea here is to expose those areas where maybe the leader was blind to how they were behaving, especially if they're considered weaknesses, because if they're deemed weaknesses, then it can really be detrimental to the organization, the culture, the performance of that organization, et cetera. But it allows for the ability to really work with the coach or the consultant to go through the report and have an opportunity to react and respond to those um, results. So it gives the, the leader a chance to react to them. But more importantly, uh, the coaching consult or consultant, hopefully it's a coach, can really help you to work through those feelings and thoughts as a leader who's been assessed and really create the space for those aha moments to come through, right? So it allows the leader to raise awareness, go, oh, I didn't really think I did that. Or I thought I was doing that really well. I don't understand. And having sometimes some of these assessments have qualitative questions at the back, for people to provide sort of a narrative around their responses. And that can sometimes help provide a little context as to why the ratings were they, what they were. But generally, it just allows the leader to really analyze the results, look at the patterns for what they are, and figure out, okay, what part of this can I 
take ownership of and well, all of it really, but that aha moment needs to come from the leader and then, you know, start looking at, well, geez, how can I improve things? So really it's a space to uncover those blind spots. It's an ability to raise awareness and the more, you know, personal leadership is all about self-awareness, right? It's about understanding how you present in the world and how, what your defense mechanisms look like and how you behave. So, you know, again, this assessment can help really tease that out for the leader and, uh, uncovering blind spots to me is that's where the secret sauce is in these assessments. Cause if you do that, you can really make some tangible improvements in, in pretty rapid, short order, actually, um, as soon as that aha moment happens. So anyway, great way to do uncovering the blind spots and raising awareness is through the six, 360 assessment. The third item that I really feel um, adds an extreme amount of value is the uh, identification of patterns of strength and patterns of areas where improvement is required. I was coaching someone the other day who is a new leader in, in her organization and is really challenged with inspiring a shared vision or a shared approach to something and wasn't really sure strategically how to put that together because she's a new leader and was kind of micro-focusing on that one piece of her weakness and was failing to look at all the strengths that were showing up in her assessment where she had a lot of heart, super high levels of EI quotient, lots of people's skills, people trusted her, she had credibility based on the assessment that we had done. She was focusing so much on, on what she felt was her weakness that she failed to look at all the strengths that she was bringing to the table. And as her coach, at the, in that moment, I, I was able to remind her based on the assessment, look at the patterns of all the other things that you're doing really, really well. So again, having an assessment like this, sometimes we focus, we are perfectionistic sometimes as leaders, and we focus on one thing that we don't think we're doing well, when in fact, we're doing a whole slew of things really, really well. And this assessment can help validate that and help build confidence in the leader that they do in fact know how to lead and they actually are doing a pretty good job. There's just some areas where maybe they need a bit of tweaking. And on that note, in terms of areas for improvement, you know, again, if they're blind spots, a 360 can really help to safely identify them. And then having a plan to improve the frequency of positive leadership behaviors or to bolster those is really a great bang for your buck situation because in quick, short order, you can really improve not only one's leadership, but the culture of an organization. You can enhance trust. You can do things really, really quickly uh, when you identify those blind spots and really start taking action towards them. And the other piece to this too is, when you identify an area for improvement, when you start to actually improve the frequency of that particular area and you start to really expose your leadership in a more full way, you inevitably will improve all of the competencies in some way, shape or form. So when I went back, go back to my example of inspiring a shared vision for the individual I was coaching on that particular day, you know, the idea is that if she coaches or improves her ability to inspire a shared vision in order to do that, She's going to need to engage people. She's going to need to have conversation with people. She's going to have to trust that people are going to do things that they say they're going to do. There's a lot of other competencies that then get bolstered up as well. So hitting one area of weakness can really make everything go back up, you know, raise up a level and can, like I said, very quickly affect a culture in a very positive way. And the fourth reason I really love the 360 uh, degree assessment is it gives you a more comprehensive, less myopic viewpoint on an action plan. 360 assessments should not be just known as the assessment, really. They should be part of a broader 
leadership development plan. Uh, in fact, they're the basis of a leadership development plan. Doing an assessment and then just kind of putting it up on the shelf and not doing anything about it is really not helping that leader or the organization as a whole. If you really want to make positive changes in your organization, you're going to have to take that assessment, come up with some sort of plan that is co-created between the leader themselves because they have to own the action and the coach or slash consultant, but hopefully it's a coach working with that person to really improve and step up uh, as a leader in the future weeks and months in, in, the, in the future. Because in doing that, you're really taking the learning of the assessment and you're applying those lessons learned to improve everything around that leader. And also, I, I think that it's really important that, you know, an assessment tool all on its own is kind of worthless without an action plan associated with it. So once an action plan has been co-created between the coach slash consultant and the leader, then really uh, they should be encouraged to share that with their manager so that it can be built into their annual performance reviews. I think that it will hold that leader accountable and will really push and drive them to continue showing up in a positive way as a leader based on the conversation you had and based on the debrief uh, that came out of that assessment. And I would also include metrics, things like increased profitability or increased engagement levels of the team members, for example, or decreased absenteeism or increased retention rates of talent. Like there needs to be some metrics associated with this so that when the leader is held accountable for their behaviors, they're showing up more as a leader, then you should see improvements generally in the culture of the organization and in the ability to be profitable or to be more effective or more efficient, et cetera, et cetera. So you should see positive impacts of that leader showing up as a leader more frequently. So what model do I gravitate to? Well, if anyone has followed me on YouTube or watched any of my previous videos, you'll know that I'm a huge fan of the Leadership Challenge by uh, Kuzis and Posner. In fact, my first, albeit very cringy, YouTube video <laughs> uh, on leadership mentioned their book within the first few minutes of that video because I have actually applied their practices and saw massive positive impacts on engagement, levels of trust, productivity, communication, morale, et cetera, when I applied those practices and really demonstrated those behaviors on a more frequent basis. I made it a personal mission of mine to implement the five practices in a way that I would see was effective in the organizational culture. So when I decided to take on this business of being a formal leadership coach, executive coach, it's kind of a no brainer for me to get trained on how to deliver and debrief the LPI, which is the leadership practices inventory uh, feedback assessments that the Kuzis and Posner and Wiley organizations provide to leaders around the world. So the LPI 360 from uh, Wiley slash Kuzis and Posner uh, is based on the frequency of leadership and it's rooted in years of leadership research and data, which is what I really appreciate because there's a bit of a, I would say a scientific bend to this and that there really has been some really strong research to demonstrate how these competencies increase engagement. There's actually a direct correlation with the frequency of leadership practices, positive leadership behaviors on engagement of staff and productivity of organizations. It's directly correlated. So it's really important for me as a coach to encourage leaders to be assessed by their observers on a regular basis so that you can kind of do a check-in and how you're showing up as a leader. And in these assessments, clear patterns usually emerge. It's it's quite interesting to see what areas of the five practices that Kuzis and Posner espouse, you know, show up for those leaders. Uh, they're usually very clear patterns that that show up. 
since the LPI 360 from Cousins and Posner slash the Leadership Challenge folks uh, have created this assessment um, back in 1988, I believe, over 5 million leaders and observers have completed this 360 LPI assessment piece. And so there's tons of research based on those on those data points on how people rated themselves, were rated, you know, against the uh, the practices and against the commitments and against the actual behaviors within each practice. So the LPI has 30 different behaviors that are assessed by your raters. There's six for every practice. And it's it's detailed enough that it really can it can really drill down sort of where uh, what part of leadership do you really excel at and what behaviors are you maybe not showing quite as much. Again, this is not a qualitative thing. This doesn't mean that you're a bad or a good leader. It just means that you're not demonstrating certain behaviors quite as frequently for a variety of reasons. It may be that you're not comfortable doing so. Maybe you've never been taught to. Maybe you don't know how to. And, you know, a great coach or consultant can really help tease that out for you. So a couple of things to keep in mind when doing these assessments is that, you know, they can be quite time consuming. Again, you're asking anywhere from, you know, five, six to a dozen or more Raiders observers to provide feedback using these assessments. And so this can translate to a fair number of people providing this. It's a lot of time and effort put into these assessments. The other thing is direct reports. Again, I sort of alluded to this before, but they may not trust the process, especially if you have, especially, especially if you have um, a fairly toxic environment or if you're organizational culture has not been a safe one for people to speak up and feel like they can safely say what they are feeling. You can still, uh, you could, you know, they may not give a true assessment and you may not necessarily get a true sense of your blind spots, but I still think there's value in doing them because even in a very toxic environment, it can still provide a bit of insight around how that leader is showing up anyway. So I still think it's of value. These should not be done as part of a disciplinary process. I am not a fan of that. So I think that the 360 assessment or being assessed like this should be part a positive experience for the leader. It should be about building on their strengths. It should be about building confidence. It should be about looking at areas where they can strengthen. It shouldn't be about a leader who's presenting poorly and then having to do this assessment and hearing all this negative stuff. Um, I think that that's not a good way to use these assessments. The other thing too is I'm not a fan of using 360s for the purposes of identifying leaders. I know that some organizations do this. I'm personally not a fan of that. And the reason why is because a 360 is about frequency of behavior demonstration. And anybody, even those that rate low on all the practices, if you're using the LPI, can still improve and still be a good leader for promotion, potentially, if they demonstrate those frequencies more frequently over the months and years in coming in the future. I'm, again, not a fan of using it to select leaders. I think there are other processes that can be used for that. Uh, so I wouldn't recommend it for that. And finally, there are a number of reasons why 360 degree assessments can completely fail a leader in their organization. Um, but I will not cover that in this video because I'd be adding another 20 minutes to the video if I did that. I'll be doing that in a separate video or a separate podcast. If you're a leader or an organization looking to actually complete these, I mean, I can help you do that. So I have a link below to two packages that I have on offer. One is just the assessment and the debrief process. So if you click on that link, you'll see what I'm offering there. And I also have another one that includes one-on-one -on -one coaching over the period of six months. And the reason why I do that is because for leaders to truly affect change, you're going to have to do it over time. For me, as I said, in my previous experience, and I've led a number of organizations in my life, but the one particular one that I remember very clearly where I had to change some of the toxic culture that I had um, 
adopted or assumed when I took on leadership. Uh, it took me six to eight months to start earning the trust of these guys back. And it was a better part of a year before I saw some massive transformation in the engagement levels, et cetera. So my point being is I want to make sure that I help transform your leadership and transform how you show up so that your organization, your culture, your team can actually be transformed positively as a result. And the only way to really do that is to push you over time. And if you really are looking to make some major changes or transformation in your life, in your career, or as a leader, I am perfectly open to having a 90 minute call with you so that you can really engage in a powerful coaching conversation to get you started on that transformation. No strings attached. Just click on the link below and book a time in my calendar. So thanks again for being here this week. I really do appreciate whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on a podcast. I really am graciously uh, thankful that you are here with me this week and you've spent some of your time with me and I am here every week. So if you're on YouTube, feel free to subscribe or follow me on the podcast and you'll get more content just like this on leadership or ways to coach yourself to success on a weekly basis. Thanks again. Have a great week until next time.